1: Emily. And I'm Hannah. And we are the hosts of the I Don't Think So podcast, where we decide if we think a conspiracy theory is believable or if we really don't think so.
2: Um, here at the I Don't Think So podcast, we are affiliated with Flurry Sports and we present our theories on your favorite place to listen to podcasts every Wednesday. If you like what you hear, give us a like, a share, and you can follow us on our Twitter at I Don't Think So underscore E. H that is where you get some quality
1: chefs kiss content. Absolutely. You can also find our email there, which we will be checking uh, a tear more regularly than we have been before. So go ahead and feel free to email us. I believe it's Emily and Hannah IDTS at gmail.com. So correct. Emily and A N D Hannah I D T S at Gmail.com.
2: And if you need to know what it is, it's also a pinned tweet on our
1: Twitter. It is a pinned tweet. You're welcome. <laughs> for <laughs> your convenience. Yeah. Feel free to DM, DM us as well if you're feeling up for it. Every
2: once in a while I get excited and then it's just like a, spam, a spam account. I know. I look at
1: it and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got a DM. And then it's like, do you want to get ripped in 20 days? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> or it's like, do you want to be one of our models for this jewelry, whatever? Boo. give me a conspiracy theory oh man oh well but this week Hannah I have brought to you a kind of a a fun little little conspiracy for us um and the reason I wanted to do this is because the weather outside has been so temperamental Mm -hmm. you know like two weeks ago it was 90 degrees and humid And then this Saturday it snowed Mm -hmm. and it's like been cool all week, but it'll like spike into the 60s and then drop back down to the 30s. I have frost on my car again. It's just not a good time. No, and I feel that way all the time about, you know, Midwest Springs where Mm -hmm. it's like, it's pretty much winter until it's just suddenly not. And then it's like 90 and you're dying. 90 and it's humid. And it's, Mm -hmm. and there's mosquitoes and it's a nightmare. So Hannah, I want to talk to you today about harp, which controls the weather. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Have you ever heard of harp?
2: Not only the instrument.
1: This is (laughs) um, spelled H. Well, it's an acronym. It's H-A-A-R-P. Oh, I was like, I I was waiting for you to spell it this way. (laughs) H-A-R-P. And you're like, that's how you spell harp normally, Emily. (laughs) Sorry. It's spelled H-A-R-P. (laughs) H-A-R-P. The the not normal way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So you may have not heard of harp, but you may have kind of in your dive of looking for other conspiracy theories, you might have heard of this place up in Alaska. Oh, well, this is the one we both checked out and then decided it was too much work. Too much work, and so I was like, "I need to do it." It's all about weather. So, a little bit of background, I guess. HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program.
2: Is high frequency one word? Yes. Well hyphenated. Shouldn't it? I feel like they should have did. H-F-A. It would have ruined the acronym, but
1: high frequency should not be counted as one word. It's it's an acronym. Um, And it was built as a joint project by the U.S. Air Force and the U.S. Navy in 1993. Um, And the control of it was transferred to the University of Alaska Fairbanks, or UAF, in Mm -hmm. 2015. Recent. I know, it's pretty... Pretty good. So this uh, main theory of them being able to control the weather came out actually in a Facebook post, as all good conspiracies do. Um, mm-hmm. And the Facebook post claims that Harp Research Facility in Alaska can control oh, 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 can control Earth's weather by vibrating metal particles in the atmosphere with radio waves. Hmm. So Harp in general is kind of the subject of a lot of conspiracy theories. So various individuals have thought that there's been a lot of hidden motivations and capabilities of the project. So for example, Rosalie Bartel warned in 1996 about the deployment of HARP as a military weapon. Um, Michael Chodaboski stated in a book published by the committee on monetary and economic reform that quote, Recent scientific evidence suggests that Harp is fully operational and has the co- capability of triggering floods, hurricanes, droughts, and earthquakes. End quote. So it just like creates natural disasters. Natural disasters. So over time, Harp has been blamed for creating catastrophes, as like thunderstorms, um, big, really nasty thunderstorms in Iran, Pakistan, Haiti, Turkey, Greece, and the Philippines, including some pretty major power outages. Uh, they're also blamed for the downing of the TWA flight 800 um, Gulf war syndrome and chronic fatigue syndrome. Same. Ain't that always the, <laughs> I think that's me. the nice, you know, good, good stuff about it. Um, so the Facebook posts, which is kind of one of the latest in a string of claims regarding about um, how the government can control our weather says that planes mm-hmm. spray suspended metals into the atmosphere before the facility transmits radio waves to excite the metals and thus alter the weather um so part of it is kind of true not necessarily the altering the weather part that's the conspiracy part but what the harp project does is they have planes fly up into the sky and leave, mm-hmm. like, metallic chemtrails. Those chemtrails, they will use radio waves on to excite them. And its main feature is a high-frequency transmitter that's used to study the ion sphere, which is part of Earth's upper atmosphere. So that was the goal of HEART. Okay. Was to, well, that's what the study. that. Is, is to okay. study the ion sphere, which is a part of Earth's upper atmosphere. Gotcha. Um. So, like I said, due to its origin in the military research project and how large Harp is, it's been long been the subject of conspiracy theories. Um, Many claims Mm -hmm. that it can cause natural disasters, like I said. And it was the subject of a documentary by former Minnesota governor and wrestler, crazy, Jesse Ventura, who claimed that... Wasn't he in WWE, too? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A a WWE wrestler, because why not? And he claimed that heart could be used as a mind control device. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. You're a little farther. Just <laughs> get back here a little bit. Um, Professor Fred Mank, who's an expert in Earth's ionosphere and magnetic sphere, um, described it as nonsense because he thinks that high frequency radio transmissions are concerned with the interaction of ionized particles or electrons in the ion- ionosphere which is above 100 kilometers altitude weather at ground level is driven by geophysical effects mostly solar heating into the neutral atmosphere much nearer to the ground however Mm -hmm. i would like to note that weather can also be controlled like he said like by solar heating which heats the ions in the air
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which creates like Cold fronts and hot fronts when they collide together, you can get big storms, and larger weather. Yeah. So I was like, "That's not helpful, sir." I see mean, what you're trying mm-hmm. to say, but you're basically saying like, "We're just concerned with how the ions are moving. We're not concerned about how ions are moving related to weather, the effects of that." <laughs> Crazy. Um. So he feels that there's no possibility of these chemtrails being excited by radio waves impacting daily weather. Um, uh-huh. He says that most of the weather experienced on the earth's surface occurs in the troposphere and stratosphere, which is about 15 kilometers in altitude. Um, and it's well below the minimum height of the ionosphere. So the ionosphere is found in several bands which shift and change in size, depending on a variety of factor- factors. The lowest band starts at roughly 60 to 70 kilometers and goes as high as 500 kilometers. Wow. So he's saying that it's way too high for it to ever have effect on the weather. However, some of the allegations against Harp include one coming from Nick Begich Jr., who is the son of the late U.S. Representative Nick Begich. And brother of the former U.S. Senator Mark Begich, and I might be nailing those names. Um, So brother of Mark Begich and retired Alaska State Senator Tom Begich. He's also the author of Angels Don't Play This Harp, spelled H-A-R-P, H-A-A-R-P, sorry, not like, not normal. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: no. And he has claimed that the HARP facility could trigger earthquakes and turn the upper atmosphere into a giant lens so that the sky would literally appear to burn. He maintains a website that claims that HARP is a mind control device. Mm. Whenever someone says mind control, they almost lose me a little bit.
2: <laughs> it that's my thing. But continue mm-hmm.
1: Um, There was a Russian military journal wrote that the ionospheric testing would trigger a cascade of electrons that could flip Earth's magnetic poles. I thought that was interesting, especially since we talked about
2: About how the poles shift
1: shift all the time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it's harp, baby. (laughs) We know why, Bermuda Mm Triangle. I knew it it all was connected. Um, The Alaska state legislature and the European Parliament held hearings about harp. That latter, um, the latter one, the European Parliament had a lot of environmental concerns just about, like, dropping chemicals in the air. What? (laughs) 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 Crazy, I know. Um, Physicist Bernard Eastland claimed that Harp includes technology based um, on his own patents and that it has the capability to modify weather and neutralize satellites. Interesting.
2: So this physicist
1: came out and said that like, basically... That's what he thinks is going to happen. No, he bas- I mean, he said basically that the government stole his technology that he patented. And the technology that he patented can Do have that. effect on weather as well as neutralized satellites. Which I have hmm. no idea how those two things correlate, but that's okay.
2: Um, and then, I'll be honest, a lot of that stuff confuses me. I know.
1: It's a lot of big, big stuff. Um... And while, as well, it has also been um, alleged to cause low-frequency background hums that is said to be heard in various, like, places. Mm -hmm. And it all seems to be coming from kind of where harp is centralized on. Like, people just hear, like, low-frequency humming constantly. So I think they all have tinnitus, but it's really this. It's really this. And I think that's where a lot of, like, the mind control stuff stems from, where it's not necessarily, like, they're not, like, throwing stuff up in the air and then they're, like, mm, yeah, pay your taxes. Like, that's not what... <laughs> but it's, like, the idea that you can, like, wear someone down with a continuous a and constant yeah. noise that, like, they're less you know energized to like radicalize and fight the government yeah so that's kind of where the mind control thing comes from it's when you say mind control that you're like (laughs) you're gonna uh, Uh take out your tinfoil hat yeah so to end with it a little bit it's like two georgia men um were arrested on drug charges in november of 2016 they were reportedly plotting domestic terrorism based on some conspiracy theories about Mm -hmm. harp um the coffee county sheriff's office said the men possessed a massive arsenal that included ar-15s glock handguns a remington rifle and thousands of rounds of ammunition according to police the men wanted to destroy heart because they believed the facility manipulates the weather controls minds and even traps the souls of people well. Police say that the men confessed that quote god told them to go and blow this machine up that kept souls so souls could be released, and um, anything for Jesus, anything right? Anything for Jesus. So that was kind of the latest little bit of info I've had on Harp. Um, was the two men being arrested in 2017 because they were not necessarily well in the head, not mentally well, not doing great, but not doing terrible either. No, nah, they are doing terrible <laughs> that's not true um so yeah hannah that's pretty much all i i have on it if you look up harp you will deep dive i am trying to skim over it because it's a lot of like mathematical equations um, and <laughs> a lot of math a lot, a of, lot science. of science of, like <laughs> what chemicals they're putting into the air and like how sure. shooting them with high frequency rate like waves helps them to measure the ionosphere and i was like i like science and that was A much. too much for me so I, well
2: that's my thing or it's like you could tell me like oh they're putting these chemicals in the air and i'm like okay but that doesn't like i guess i wouldn't necessarily just know the effects of that right and i'm kind of in the mindset of like i wouldn't be surprised If these things do have the effects of, like, messing with the weather, whether that that was their intention or not, you know? Right. But I also wouldn't be surprised for our government to want to have this as, like, a weapon, almost. Yeah. Like, being able to cause natural disasters is, like, a pretty powerful weapon. Yeah. Against places. Especially because... It's in Alaska, so, like, who's paying attention to that? Nobody. Besides, like, Russia, and they already don't really love us, so. Well,
1: and I do think it's interesting that some of the, like, conspiracy, like, big weather phenomenons that have happened, Mm -hmm. that have been, like, attributed to this place, are, like, countries that we necessarily haven't always agreed with. And granted, the U.S. doesn't agree with a lot of countries at some point or another.
2: Mm -hmm. But, like,
1: one of the recent ones was Iran. And we were at war with Iran for how long? Long time, As well as, like, yeah. Pakistan was in there. um, And, like, the Gulf War. Obviously, we had a Gulf War. Gulf War, you know?
2: I guess I... I wish I knew more to say, like, yeah, that sounds great. I just am hesitant to be like, I'm going to be on the side of, like, the...
1: The two, two men guys. ready to
2: like do a domestic terrorist attack,
1: you know? Yeah. Rock on. It's a, hard, it's a hard, side to, hard side to choose.
2: Yeah. Like, I guess I'm more of on the camp of like, I wouldn't be surprised if the government was trying to develop something like this. Yeah. However, do I think every natural disaster is going to be tied back to this location? No. Also, you'd think it's like if they were able to use do this, they could have like used it mm-hmm.
1: more. You think? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get you. I follow. Um yeah, I don't like you said it wouldn't shock me if like what they're doing had some effect on the weather. Like I'm yeah, sure. and I think in yeah. Like, flying jets over and pumping, like, random chemicals and then shooting high-frequency waves at it. I'm sure it does a lot of weird stuff. So,
2: when well, at the end of the day, like, they say, like, putting carbon within the atmosphere has caused major weather um, episodes to happen, too. So you're flying a jet in the air. Like, you are contributing to it. Contributing to it, whether it's due to this or due to the
1: emissions that
2: you're releasing, you know? Right.
1: Yeah, I. Ooh, pardon. Um, it's the mind control thing. I just can't get behind. Do yeah, I'm not on that train. Interesting, like the chronic fatigue syndrome that people say, and that's a lot of times associated with that low frequency hum. Hmm. Well, and hasn't that been tied back
2: to two of like people who live around like wind turbines and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the constant noise that, like... It's like a stimulation, constantly. Yeah. yeah you're getting overstimulated and you're
1: tired. Same. <laughs> that ain't a mood and a half. Um, I think there's something to be said about that, but I don't necessarily think it's, like, the intent was to make people fatigue so they don't fight the government. I think it's just, like, we put shit on the earth that makes noise constantly. And yeah. so... It makes noise constantly therefore the people who live around it and are around it in general
2: are gonna have these are having issues yeah i agree
1: but i do think that's interesting because i'm like why do we do that
2: yeah i guess i'm curious to know like what are they trying to get out of this whole ice isotope
1: ionosphere Real close. Nailed it.
2: Same same <laughs> isotopes like when you're dividing molecules, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind. I honestly I'm just wondering like what what are they trying to get out of research from that?
1: That's what I don't get. I I'm sure in one of the articles I read it probably told me. Explained it. But I'm telling you, that was dense. That was heavy, dense articles that I was like, I don't understand.
2: Well, and the thing is, I'm sure they're constantly researching things that I'm like, how does this help me? What is this doing? Or
1: why? I'd So add it to the list. Yeah, I had a professor in college who his, like, 90% of his life's work and his, like, specialty was how honeybees sleep. I, I was like, how do you make a niche that niche? You know, like mm-hmm. that is not just bees specific in general. It was like how they sleep. Specifically, Specifically. their slumber. And I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> we had to watch yeah. like his study where he like zoomed in in a hive and he you had to categorize <sighs> bees if like they were eating, sleeping, <laughs> like doing something, like, cleaning or something else. And it was, like, you had to pay attention to how their butt wiggled. Mm. It was mm. insane. I had to do that for, like, a week. Just, like, watching bees' butts and be like, I think that one's sleeping. That is, like, the mind control torture that right That was. There. I, put me to sleep. hmm But, yeah. So it's just weird. Like, there's stuff that people study that I'm like, I'm sure that has an impact. But does it? I don't understand it. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't make sense to me. Well, great. I think we both decided that maybe it's affecting the weather, but I don't think they're controlling the weather. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Perfect. All right. So that wraps up our first section. Um, Moving on next comes our kind of our newest section, even though it's not very new anymore. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it is our absolutely not, because Hannah and I kind of like to live in the world of maybes and gray and could be this, could be this. We sit on the fence a lot. So mm-hmm. this section is our our little time where we get to fully, fully state that we disagree with something. We it's It's not <laughs> great. No thank you. None at all. So Hannah, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. I was kind of like racking my brain over what I wanted to talk about. And I did think about um, talking about the weather, but I'm glad that we just got to well, out of okay. the way. And I was just also thinking about like pet peeves mm. of mine, just in general. I racked my notes. I did talk to Emily about how the singing in Love and Sublime needs to stop or just being serenaded in general.
1: It's just yeah. awkward. It's so weird. If it's for you, that's and, fine, but it's... I can't... I hate being sung to. Uh, just side tangent, I was in um, c- choir
2: all through my um undergraduate degree mm-hmm. at UW-Superior, and I honestly, like, some of my best memories were in choir, but there was so many times I had to witness serenading to, like, Ugh. couples oh. on their birthday or Valentine's Day or whatever, and obviously no one's saying to me, but I oh. still... <laughs> I had so much secondhand embarrassment for these people. And they were like good singers. And I still
1: couldn't. It's just a lot of eye contact. Like, am I supposed to look at you for the entire two minutes of this song? Like, I'm staring at your forehead. This is so uncomfortable for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I've run out of reactions. Like, you can only be like, oh, 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 Mm -hmm. for so long. And then finally I'm just like, let it in yeah
2: yeah so that's like a no-go for me also just specifically on love is blind i feel like they're always bad
1: (laughs) yeah oh no that was um love island i was like do you remember patrick oh yeah that (laughs) wasn't (laughs) great oh
2: but yeah so i was gonna skip that one even though it kind of came up so then I was kind of thinking of, like, my TikTok. Like, what do I like to watch on TikTok? What do I watch on TikTok that bothers me? Ugh. And I, I got to another stupid one, which is, like, when you've been watching for too long and they're like, hey, hey. quit scrolling. Tired thoughts, Get off me. <laughs> I hate that. Like, that is just...
1: No. I'm... <laughs> I know you could probably just remove that feature, but okay. I just don't have, I, as soon as it comes up, I'm just like, I scroll right past it. Cause I'm like, bite me. I know. I don't want to be called out today, bud. I know I've been on TikTok for probably too long. I'm well aware. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> no.
2: And so I was like, okay, that one's kind of dumb too. So I was thinking about it like throughout the day today. And I realized one of my biggest pet peeves is like, When you're in a meeting, there's always that one person that's going to be the negative Nancy, Mm -hmm. okay? I feel like as much as I am a, like, basher of things, I do always try to give it my best effort because I know Mm -hmm. for certain things it's like, We don't have control over this. I had this great professional development. I was like, you look at your things that bother you and decide what you have control over, what you have influence over and what you have no control Mm -hmm. over and like learn to let those things go that you can't control and you can influence how you feel about things because literally the only thing you can control is your own feelings and actions, right? And so I'm like trying to take that to heart and be a better person for for you. you. (laughs) But I'm in this meeting. And there's so many people that just have a really hard time with some of the curriculum choices that we've done and they just make it everyone else's problem. So my, absolutely not is when you're and this happens in other workforces too. When you have to implement like a new policy or a new standard or something and everyone might agree, like this might not be the perfect solution, but at least we are trying Mm -hmm. something but if, if everyone has an awful attitude about it, it's not going to fix ev- anything. Oh. But there's that, always that one person that just has to, like, bring down the mute, mood about everything. And you try to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, we're trying our best. Like, let's give it a shot. Da, 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 da. And they're still just, like, giving you death glares. And are like, you're so dumb for even trying. I can't. Like, take
1: your negativity elsewhere. Leave. <laughs> there's scream. <You> <laughs> like, I... It's such a hard, like it I don't I understand like toxic positivity is really a thing. But also I understand like me always like bitching about how things are going, not gonna help either. No, it's like
2: and raining on other people's like positivity of like being willing to try
1: is just shitty. Well, right, or it's like I have it where it's like I can't stand when people bring up the same concern or like problem or like gripe or whatever over and over and over again. And like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I get that that like if it's not getting resolved, I understand that's frustrating.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to hear it like over well, and. There's over only
2: again. so much you can do sometimes,
1: right? I'm like, yeah, that's frustrating. That is frustrating. I'm getting now frustrated with how f- frustrating you are.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like,
1: hmm
2: like, like, you don't have to sink the whole ship because you're in a, having a bad day every day.
1: Like, it's not that I don't get it, but if you like keep griping over the same gripe, you're never going to be happy. Like that gripe will always apparently be there. So just
2: and you're also the kind of person. Those kind of people, like it doesn't matter what their job field is. Mm-hmm. They're always going to find it wrong. And it just, it's
1: it bothers me. Preach. Snaps. Snaps to you.
2: Thank you. What's yours? Okay.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so glad we're here. Um, mine is, so for those of you who don't know, I recently moved and now I'm living on a uh, university campus again. Which has been a treat. Uh, <laughs> college girly. Not really. Um, but recently moved. And so now living on a college campus. And and things are going great in a lot of ways. Um, my biggest gripe. Especially around like colleges and campuses. Paid lots. So everywhere around. I really don't want to pay for a parking pass. I'm not intending on living at this location for very long. I don't want to pay, you know, $700. For a month no. of parking. But to find a parking lot that isn't like paid, or I'm like technically like hoping that the parking police don't drive through, Mm -hmm. I have to like go like a mile. Gosh. Not actually. Right now I found a spot over at Herbert's and Gerbert's. Love (laughs) that. Haven't got a ticket yet, but I got a ticket the other day. It (gasps) was a $50 ticket. (laughs) Five zero for parking. Why? It was um I didn't have a permit for the lot and I parked there overnight. Both of those are $25 tickets. Ugh, gave it to me at 3 17 a.m. I was so upset. UW system can get back No one is using this at three I get it's like a money thing, but no one is using this at 317 a.m.
2: Also though if you don't pay it, like are they really going to have anything on you? Because it's not like you have to get your transcript or anything from this place.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm going to pay it because I'm a goody two-shoes and it'll haunt me forever if they don't.
2: Oh, I know. I'm the one to say it. But, like, I remember this is also a thing. I remember I used to work in the registrar's office on um, at UW-Superior. And my favorite thing was the people that couldn't get their diploma because <laughs> they had like hundreds of dollars of unpaid parking tickets. And they're just like, dude, I just paid thousands of dollars for this degree. And you're not going to give me my diploma because I owe you more money. And I want to be like, dude, it's in your graduation contract that you can't have any outstanding holds or fees. Like, sorry, I don't know what you want me to do about this. But you're not getting your diploma until you pay it, dude. There's nothing. Can quit parking in the wrong parking spots.
1: I don't know. There's nothing I can do. I apologize, but there's nothing I can do.
2: Especially as a student assistant, like you are barking up the wrong tree here.
1: In the wrong location, friend. Hmm. Goodness gracious. Well, I think that'll do it for us for this week. Um. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and like, um, share the podcast with some friends, some family, some enemies, if you will. Um, follow us on Twitter at I don't think so underscore eh, and we will see you all next week Wednesday. Bye.
0: Bye.